Happy Tuesday. It's the 9th of November. I'm Todd Brinker. This is Back from the Brink. Erin will be joining us momentarily as she wraps up the radio show. Yeah, that was kind of a weird end of the show today. As we came off the air for radio, we uh, thought we were at the end of our time, and we actually weren't. And so when we cut back over to the uh, to the advertising section, uh, there was a national feed from a national radio show still playing that we don't play on KCAA. We are on KCAA. It was weird because we got right into the middle of somebody else's conversation. It was it was like, oh, that wasn't expected. Um, so, yes, I used my $4 words there. I said that was an ignominious, meaning disgraceful, end to our morning show. But it wasn't that big of a disgrace. It was a morning show. It can't be that big a deal, right? We'll do it again tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, you know, we can all get out of our own way and just chill a little bit. Uh, we were talking about that as we were um, leaving the show, that the uh, folks at Burger King ran an ad for National Women's Day trying to promote some scholarships for women. And they said, yeah, women belong in the kitchen. And and then they said, you know, here, we're going to pay for scholarships for people to go to culinary schools. And people lost their mind because they used the phrase women belong in the kitchen. Well, they do belong in professional kitchens, just like men belong. in. Anybody who wants to work in a kitchen belongs in a kitchen, you know. But do you have to word it that way? I mean, oh, my gosh. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's becoming a little bit nuts out there. It really is. It's just um, you, you, you can't describing somebody you have to say a non-specific gender person of of undetermined uh ethnicity uh or religious affiliation walked into a bar you know i mean how do you tell a joke like that you can't laugh you can't oh my goodness you know some people have lighter skin than others and you can go hey there was a white guy who went over there and did this you know or or some people have red hair you go hey the red-headed dude did that you know it just it's it's shorthand. It's communication. We shouldn't get horribly offended when 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 uh, you know you are referred to by a a feature that is identifiable on you. Um, and and I wish the world would get over it a little bit. Now that's that's different than saying, you know, uh, you know, using using a feature that is identifiable with you as a slur or a way to attack you. That's different. But you've got to be able to, to to see the difference and learn the difference and get over yourselves because you know life's too short. Come on, let's uh, let's stop and 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 smell the roses and then sneeze and scratch because of allergies. But but uh, get on with it. You know, I mean, it's just it, I I'm so tired of wasting time talking about this stuff that that it makes no sense at all. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter in the long run. And and I know that a lot of people will go, well, race is a problem and we need to. And it's like, well, it's only a problem if we make it a problem. If we all say it's irrelevant, then it's then we all win. Right. Because it's irrelevant in which it should be. It shouldn't matter. You know, if you want to celebrate your ethnicity and your race and your heritage, then do it. If you don't, then don't. Who cares what the other guy is doing? And when you're going to get a job or or, uh, uh, you know, try to get uh, hired to do something or I guess that's a job. 
you know, it should be irrelevant. And and so saying that it's irrelevant is not a slam on anybody. It's just it should be irrelevant in, in certain circumstances. And, and in fact, in most circumstances, you know, I don't go, uh, you know, picking people who I want to be friends with or who I want to be uh, to spend time with because of how they look. You know, it's 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 more often do they have something in common with me that they like to do, you know, that we could do together. And and then they become my friends because we do this thing together, whatever it might be. You know, um, back when bowling alleys were open, I used to be on a bowling league. I enjoyed rolling a plastic ball down a lane and just focusing on doing that. I enjoyed hanging out with my friends and I had friends who were Hispanic. I had friends that were male and female and black and white and tall and short and, and uh, you know, people with perfect skin and people with, with pimply skin and people, you know, it doesn't matter. We all enjoyed bowling. We hung out together. We had a good time. We laughed. We, we competed. Um, and, and boy, do I miss it. Boy, do I miss it. I miss that crowd. I miss those people. Um, I hope, hope, hope that... Uh, that we're turning a corner and we're going to be able to get back to that soon because, um, you know, that was a Sunday night ritual for me, you know, uh, it was sort of my, my relaxation uh, at the tail end of the weekend before we went back to the work week. It was, um, when I would, uh, just sort of chillax and, 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 uh, enjoy my time with my friends and, it has been gone. For me, that is probably one of the biggest things that I have missed during this uh, is is the people, just being able to see people. I don't know. I mean, all the families and kids that are on my swim team that I used to coach uh, a year ago. Hard to believe that today's the ninth, and on the 12th of last year, uh, which was a Thursday last year, it'll be a Friday this year, the 12th is the one-year anniversary when we walked off the pool deck and said, uh, hey, see you guys in a week or so. And little did we know, here we are a year later. Yeah, it's been uh, bizarre, bizarre. So anyhow, c'est la vie. Um, so stuff going on. Um, I do want to reiterate that there is a an update for Apple products. There's operating system updates that were released yesterday. These are tertiary updates, meaning uh, it's not a primary update where they're changing the main number on the operating systems. It's not a secondary update where they're adding features. It's a tertiary update where they're fixing patches. This pat th th this update primarily deals with uh, an issue with WebKit, which is the underlying t technology for the Safari browser, which is on all of the Apple devices that have screens. Uh, so even it's even in your watch. And so your watch, your uh, iPhones, iPads, the uh, iPod Touch, uh, and Macs all have updates that you can download and install today that will uh, block the this, this uh, uh, feature issue that they have found in the WebKit code that can be taken advantage of. Um, unlike the last update, they didn't say on this one that, that, that they know that they were actively being taken advantage of, but they want you to go ahead and, and, and update when you see it. So I recommend everybody, if you don't have, I mean, most of you should have automatic updates set so that your system will just automatically update within a day or two when something pushes out. It'll happen at night while you're sleeping and, and you'll never know and it'll be fine. 
it'll just be one morning you'll wake up and instead of just picking up your phone, it'll say in order to unlock it, you have to put in your PIN code. And that's because it rebooted overnight. And so uh, you'll put in your PIN code, go on merrily on your way, and wouldn't even realize that uh, that it had updated. Um, but, um, you know, if you don't have automatic updates on, then you need to go check your updates semi-regularly and uh, uh, and see what's going on with that. Make sure that uh, make sure that you stay current because the you know especially with these little security updates, it's ironic that they're they're the ones that are the kind of considered the tertiary updates. You know, it's like something point something point something, and it's that third point that is the ones that are little bug fixes and stuff. And those are usually the ones that are most important for you to upgrade to. You know, if you don't want the new features or new capabilities that are coming in an operating system, then who cares about, you know, whether you move from iOS 13 to iOS 14. It's up to you. Um, although most people want the new features because you can have a phone that's three, four, five years old and suddenly it does things that it didn't do before because the new operating system supports that, which is really cool. That's one of the great things about it. About it. Here's Erin. Let me uh, get her joined in here. Hello. Hi. So you were dealing with the Pepsi guy. Yeah, Pepsi guy is uh, uh, restocking the machine. Very, very important. Yes, people do the need their station. bubbly caffeine. <laughs> they do need their bubbly caffeine. You know, that's something that I, um, I, I'm not a Pepsi guy. I, I, we usually have Diet Coke in the house. That's what my wife's preferred brew is. And uh, I have of late become very much a diet coke drinker and i've gone through phases over my life and i'm trying to get off of it because it is like the most addictive stuff in the world i don't know what oh, the heck they put is. in there but it's like it's like you know cola version of heroin it's it's <laughs> i i mean you start drinking it and the next thing you know you're like sucking down a case of this stuff and you're like what 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 gotta go to the store gotta get more um and it's been weird because there's been times over this last year where there's been like shortages of it and so you, people are stocking up. You know, you think people were frenetic about stocking up on toilet paper. It's like, hey, there's leaves. There's there's book book pages I can use. But I got to get my Diet Coke. There is no replacement. Um, there is no replacement. You know, so, and I say that I say that with, with all due respect to the to the Pepsi drinkers out there. But, you know, Diet Pepsi is a chemical vat of disgustingness. And uh, <laughs> not that Diet Coke isn't, but I'm addicted to one and not the others, so I guess that matters. Yes. Um, but I'm trying very hard uh, to to stay away from it. I had, uh, I think, one Diet Coke yesterday. And uh, I started doing some reading. And, uh, you know, I mean, NutraSweet is one of the, the primary um, uh, sweeteners in Diet Coke. And it blocks some of the amino acid functions in your body, which then affect your um, uh, the, your body's production of certain um, uh, not not estrogens, but um, of of uh, and and um, uh, hormones. That's the word I'm looking for. Hormones. So it blocks it it, it blocks and interferes with uh, certain hormonal functions in your body. Uh, because it looks a lot like certain hormones, and so it it blocks the receptors of certain hormones. And one of those is your um, uh, serotonin um, uh, pathways. And serotonin is your, uh, you know, 
is the is sort of the you feel good hormones that help you and so with with that gets blocked you can there's in certain ways or if the pathways are messed with then you're um it it, it affects people's anxiety which it would explain why when you don't have it then you feel like you got to have it you want it more which would explain sort of that addiction cycle a little bit so i was doing some reading trying to figure out why this stuff is so so moorish why do you always want more and because uh, it's not just you know bubbly water you know, there's something else to it. And, you know, I have a, a bubbly water maker and I drink the bubbly water and it's great, but it's not the same. It doesn't hit all of those those same spots. And so um, anyway, a little further reading. And, and when I when I have it all down, I can talk about it more in in uh, with because, with, I, I, again, I'm just doing some of the primary research right now just to understand the process. But from what I understand, there are certain um, uh, amino acids that you can supplement with that will um, essentially uh, help you break that cycle and then get you uh, allow you to to stop the the diet coke the NutraSweet addiction without um, uh, feeling those cravings so badly and so um, I'm going to try that I have ordered some um, amino acids from the fine folks at Amazon and uh, a couple came yesterday and a couple are coming Wednesday. And so I will give that a try and see if that lessens my need for the, the, so then, so then all I have to do is deal with the caffeine, which, uh, you know, I don't mind that so much. I can, I can, you know, have a cup of coffee or something every, every so often if I need, um, a caffeine hit, um, and I can wean myself off of that. But the, uh, but it's not just the caffeine, you know, with, with Diet Coke, for whatever reason, it's, it's always to me been really hard to quit. Yeah, me too. I've quit and restarted and quit and restarted and quit and restarted so many times. It's not even funny. Yeah. And it, and it seems like it ramps up, right? You go like, well, I'll just have, I'll just have a can of, you know, it's a handy. Oh yeah. I'll just have that. Or you go through a drive through somewhere and say, I would just give me a Diet Coke. And the next thing you know, you know, you look behind your desk and there's five empty cans that you need to know now go recycle. And you're like, wow, did I suck down five of those? I've only been sitting here for about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and, and that's just how that, diet coke rules i guess <laughs> it totally at is. least it does for me does no, for me it totally does for me as well you know i mean i'm not trying to put my my weaknesses or my foibles on you know i don't even want to call it a weakness but my my addictions onto other people but anyway um i'll let you know how it goes with the uh with the whole um uh supplementation with uh with some uh amino acids and uh and go from there. And if you're interested, I can share some of the literature that I was reading regarding this That'd stuff. That'd be great. But it's very interesting. Um, uh, I'll tell you whether it worked for me first. If it doesn't work for me, then, then there's no point in sharing anything, right? It was like, yeah, yeah, this guy wrote a bunch of stuff and he's blowing it out as, you know. But, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, you read a lot of books and you'll say, oh, yeah, it was, you know, it's written by an MD. And it's like, well, yeah. I know a lot of people in high school who are MDs now and they were ding-dongs then and just because they got through med school doesn't mean they're not a ding-dong and they can write a book it's <laughs> you know? exactly right they so may have, they may so, have gone to, to med school in you know pick random country you know yeah. we don't know where they went to med school and what how they did they may have eked by mm-hmm. by the skin of their teeth they could have hired somebody to take their test we don't know <laughs> yeah exactly well you know and even if they went to a re- relatively good school the ability to to take a class and pass a class does not mean that you are somebody who can can you know take a string of issues and put them together and tie them to a causal relationship and under you know you may understand the the book learning but that doesn't mean that you are a 
highly functioning human beings sometimes. You know, there we all know people like that. I remember people like that from high school. I had a friend who who had wonderful grades. She, um, but she memorized everything. She had like she literally used like the memory pinning tricks to to help her remember stuff, and she would get great grades. She uh, unfortunately passed away fairly young, but if she had if she had um, uh, you know chosen to go to medical school i have no doubt she could have passed it because she 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 learned everything she had to learn to pass the test whether or not you could have a conversation with her on that topic later sometimes you could sometimes you couldn't it was dubious as to whether she comprehended it whereas i was the other way around you asked me specifics about a lot of stuff and i could i would go like i don't know but i can tell you the theory behind this and how it all works you know because i would absorb it at that level but not necessarily do any of the memorization stuff so so my grades generally weren't as strong as hers but you know it's just different styles of learning and different prioritization different personalities indeed indeed so So, and that's what um, makes the world go round so kia is telling owners of nearly three hundred and eighty thousand vehicles uh to they're telling their owners to park outside and not in their garage because apparently there's a risk of an engine compartment fire. And you'll want to burn so your house recall- down. Yes. So <laughs> they are, uh, so it tells me that that in, that the risk of fire exists even when the car is not, not on. Cause you don't leave your car on when you park it in your garage. So the <laughs> Korean automaker is recalling certain 2017 through 2021 Sportage SUVs and 2017 through 2019 Cadenza sedans to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company hmm. says a short circuit in the electronic brake control unit can cause excessive current increase and risk of fire. Uh, owners should also park them away from structures until repairs are made. Park them under uh, a dry tree. That'll be fun. There you go. That's good. And make sure it's like a really oily tree like a eucalyptus. So the, the company yeah. says that says the recalled vehicles are not equipped with Kia's smart cruise control system. Owners could see tire pressure, anti-lock brake, or other warning lights on their dashboard before the problem happens. They also might smell a, uh, smell a burning or melting odor. Uh, owners will be notified and dealers will replace fuses in the electronic junction box to fix the problem. Oops. No, it's just replacing fuses in a junction box. That doesn't seem like it's a, a hard fix. They should do that pretty quickly. But, you know, it's one of those like, yeah, oops. You know, it's funny because Kia and, and and their sister company, Hyundai, were just in the news not too long ago because they announced that they were working with Apple on the possibility of building a car. They were negotiating with Apple, to which Apple very quickly said, we do not, you know, agree or deny. Any, and, and then they very quickly hushed up and backed backed away from that because apple is notorious for not wanting to make any kind of announcements about that kind of thing and if one of their partners does they generally aren't a partner very long <laughs> yeah so. they're very secretive apple yeah. is very very secretive yeah but it's when funny because i'm thinking apple's going like glad we dodged that one we didn't want to partner with somebody whose car spontaneously combust in the driveway uh, you know I, I just imagine the kid dad 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 that, that your, your car's on fire Look out the window. <laughs> like, oh, man. You know, and yeah. those are new cars, 2017 to 2021. I mean, that, that could be a brand that, new car. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm tootling around in a 2008, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, me too. I mean, you know, I, mine, I've i got a 1999 Ford Ranger, you know. <laughs> I mean, 
Although, um, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm coaching high school, uh, swimming right now. Uh, looks like there will be high school swimming in the area. And, uh, and one of the kids saw my truck after practice yesterday and went, uh, he says, wow, cool ranger. And I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my daughters call it the, the, uh, the gardener truck. Cause it looks like the kind of truck that a lot of the gardeners drive around in. Oh, it totally does. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, no, I think it's really cool. I like the flatbed. I've not seen that on a Ranger before. And he was actually, you know, he seemed to be genuinely not making fun of it or anything. He was like, you know, and it is a cool little truck. I mean, it's, you know, four wheel drive, you know, and I've gotten the transmission and engine rebuilt. So I hope it'll go a long way. Um, I've been looking at, uh, at ways to fix the seats though. Cause the seats are from 1999 as well. And I'm not getting real good back support <laughs> for somebody who's got back problems. I think I need something. I need to fix that somewhere down the road. So I don't yep. know if I can buy a new seat or just get that one reupholstered or what the deal is, but, um, but anyway, so, um, I was, um, uh, talking about the, uh, issues with, um, Apple before, uh, after the break too, or as we switched over, just continuing to talk about that and the, uh, and the, the fixes there. Um, you know, I'd mentioned that, uh, Google is also a WebKit-based, or Chrome is a WebKit-based um, browser. And it used to be based directly on WebKit, but they did something called forking. <laughs> they forked the code. Uh, back in 2013, what they did is they took a copy of whatever WebKit was at that time and said, we're going to call this new version Blink, and we'll take that copy, and we'll start editing it, and it'll be separate. It'll be a different version than WebKit. So for those who, who were um, uh, questioning my um, uh, accuracy there, yeah, it's still sort of WebKit-based, but since 2013, they've been developing the Blink engine separately from the original WebKit engine. So there's two versions that share you know, probably 90% of their code is the same, but anything that's been written in the last, like, seven years that have been added on or changed is is different in the Google engine than was in the WebKit engine. So, um, uh, so there may or may not have issues. I guess the point I was making is some of the uh, issues that were in the WebKit engine that they were trying to fix with this most, uh, most recent updates may or may not affect Chrome. Um, it depends on you know, which piece of the source code and how old it was uh, that had the issue. Huh. So so if you don't see updates to Chrome re- uh, shortly, don't panic. Don't it may not it may not affect Chrome per se because it runs off of the blink version of the source code as opposed to the original WebKit version of the source code. So So I'm sure everybody was dying to get that clarification out there. <laughs> oh, you know. Ah, so sorry, I I broke up and and so I didn't hear that last thing that you said. I don't know if you heard the last thing that I said. I didn't. What'd you say? I just said it's a beautiful morning. Ah, nope, didn't hear that. I was just talking, just saying that you know I'm sure people were sitting on pins and needles waiting for me to explain the difference between the the Blink engine underneath Chrome and the WebKit engine underneath Safari because you know that's that's pressing news. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, yes. I know I was laying awake yeah. last night thinking, wow, uh, you know, I don't think I've explained that on the air enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody's interested, you know, it's probably interesting to, to some people. 
for yes. me, my eyes glaze over and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it's actually an interesting tidbit of information. I won't remember the details, but yeah, you know. yeah. But just just to say that although they are they're similarly based, they may or may not, you know, this this particular bug depending on whether it was an older code or on more current code, you know, they may or may not both have the same kind of issues. Um, well, and Chrome you know, updates completely in the background. Like you don't, there's you don't have to push anything yeah. or. You know, yeah. you don't have to do anything. It yeah, you have update. to dig pretty deep to go into Chrome to tell it to not automatically update. Um, and you can do, force it to not automatically update, but generally speaking, they don't give you that option. They don't want you to do that. They want you to uh, to just let it take care of itself. And uh, whereas, and, and Apple does too. Um, you know, the defaults are all that way. They just make it easier for you to go in and turn it off if you don't want the updates. And so it's, you know, just a matter of degree. Because uh, certainly they want you to take their updates. If they're pushing out, if they're pushing out an update in between major changes in their code because there's a, a, a security risk, they want you to update. They really do. You know, they don't want you to have a bad experience on their devices because of you know some some bug that was taken advantage of or some hole in their code that was taken advantage of by some people of ill repute. So Barcelona is planning a tech conference for June. And they're going to do, uh, uh, they expect 50,000 people, and it will be held in person. They're not planning to do it virtually this year. Oh, so, uh, In awesome. Barcelona. That's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. That's a good sign. Apparently, in February, they held a, a smaller version in Shanghai with about 17,000 uh, attendees, and it was a success um, with no COVID-19 cases linked to the event. Um, so the Barcelona one is now going to ramp up a little bit. So... I want to go to Barcelona. Yeah. Attendees are required to present a negative COVID-19 test uh, uh, that was within 72 hours uh, old before they enter the event. So they'll have a lot of testing right there on site. So when you show up, you can get tested. And if you're negative, then you, you can go to the event, which is kind of interesting. I mean, that's the thing, you know, is the ability to do the testing has really, really changed since this all started, right? Originally, there were no tests. And then when they had tests, they took, you know, four or five days or a week to get back. And now... Things, you know, like the sport, sporting uh, events and things, all the players, they're getting tested, and they get tested, you know, in the morning before the game, and, and you know, makes life a little easier. Yeah, it, and it does, and I'm sure you that know. they're assuming that by June that, you know, there'll be a lot of people who have been vaccinated, so, yeah. you know, yeah. with, the, with the J&J vaccine about to drop, uh, yeah. that's three, three vaccines that are circulating, and, yeah, um, well, those are U.S. vaccines. There's also vaccines from China and Russia and a couple others. So there's there's more than three out there worldwide. Yes. Yes. I don't know how so, good the one is from Russia. I don't know that I would trust that one. I don't know either, you know, and, and I and I haven't heard anything about the Chinese one, but apparently both the Chinese and the Russians are trying to export them into um, South America and Mexico. And so they're trying to, um, you know, export them out to other places. So, um, they, they are, you know, as a matter of fact, I, um, we, you know, we've have all, we have families through uh, all over the world. We have connect family all over the world because of uh, right. the exchange students we've hosted and our Bolivian daughter, her family is, um, going to be getting the Russian vaccine. Um, right. we've already had a conversation about that. That's what they're going to have. So, yeah, that's what their government purchased to have for their, for their people. And so that's what you get. Yeah. Yep. I know here they're having some issues with people like trying to be 
picky choosy about which one they get. You know, it's like you sign up and you're like, well, I don't want that one. I want this one or, you know, and sometimes when you sign up, it tells you which vaccine you're signing up for. Other times it's not so obvious and you just get what you get. Um, but, uh, um, you know, and it's it's funny because it's handled differently in different counties. Uh, you know, my daughter is a healthcare worker, and she uh, in in the county that she's in in Northern California, the um, when you got your first vaccine, right then and there, they made your appointment for your second vaccine. And in which makes at sense. least, yeah, I to me to me that's the obvious way to do it. Down here in Riverside County, you get your first vaccine. And they tell you the date, the earliest date that you can book the second one. And they give you a little card with a pin code on it. And then you have to go online and book a uh, uh, the second vaccine as that day approaches for that day or later. Or I guess you can do it up to four days before that date. Um, That's weird. And Yeah, but you have to do it. You know, you, it's on you to go find a place to get the vaccine, you know, whether it be the same place or some other place that gives you the second vaccine. You know, you know and that's you, you know, that's foolish from a, a public health standpoint. That's foolish because a lot, yeah. a, 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 probably a significant percentage of the people won't get that second vaccine. They'll be like, "I'm fine with one," or they'll, they'll right. forget well, or whatever. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is too, it's like you know they say, "Well, you know, we have we know we have X number of vaccines that'll be available for second vaccines because we know many, how many first vaccines," but, but. So what if the place that I'm trying to get them from, like, you know, I mean, for instance, the 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 vaccine center that was here in Corona at the high school at Corona High School, apparently because they're getting ready to reopen the high school, won't be open for vaccines anymore. The gymnasium that they were using. And so, you know, where are the people who got vaccines there supposed to go and how do they know that that place will have a vaccine for them? You know, it's like so now it's on on the person to hunt down a place. And if you find a place that doesn't have enough vaccines, then you've got to try another place. You may have to drive a long way to get to one of these places. It's like, why didn't they just book that and tell us where we were going right in the first place? You know, and if they can't use the site that they are in, then they can contact just those people and say, you know, this site has been moved to this location. Now go here instead of there. Um, I, I, yeah, it just it seems to me like they're inviting trouble by doing it that way. So um, but. That's how it's being done, at least it, it, at the one location that I went to, which is run by the county. And my wife went to one through her school, and they did the same thing, and that was in in San Bernardino County. So, Interesting. Yeah, seems like a lack of forethought there, right? Somehow. Because so Tobin, um, he had to get in another line to make his next appointment. Um, yeah. Right after he got his first appointment, right after he got his first shot. He had to go wait right. one more line to schedule his next appointment, which makes that perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that's that's essentially what uh, Jensen did as well. Up north was it was, um, you know, while you're there getting your first, or right after you get your first, then they give you an appointment for your second. Now, they then uh, contacted her like three days before the second and said, "You're we don't have enough vaccines. It's been canceled." So then she was like jumping around trying to make a new appointment to figure out what was going on, and then they contacted her like the next day or two days later and said, okay, it's back on again. And so she showed up and got it. So she's gotten both her vaccines now. Hmm. So, well, I need to get a vaccine. I work, you know, in school support and mm-hmm. work with families. Um, You're with on school campuses. Kids. That's right. And so, um, I need to get a, a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I need to figure that yeah. out. My, I try to go through Kaiser, and because I am don't, I'm not a teacher. It's mm-hmm. um, it's not letting me do it. So, which that's is that's interesting. Which is dumb because there's lots of people who work on school mm-hmm. campuses who are not teachers. Yeah. Yeah, I know Riverside County. They they categorize it as teachers and people in um, uh, what was it? I can't remember the exact term. Let's see if I can find it. Um, support staff. <laughs> well, it wasn't support. Well, they said it was it was school teachers and support uh, teachers and staff is how they phrased that. But they also in that same category um, uh, had said something along the lines of um, it was. Uh, like people who not it's like youth something you you know you work or you work around kids there was some some term like that i i would see if i can find the exact language of it so that uh um it uh let's see education and child care is how they phrased it so and, and education encompassed anybody who worked on campus so even if you're a janitor you're in you know you're around kids and then child care and I would think that, you know, just by virtue of the name of your company, that you could say, well, we're dealing with child care. Yes. Well, the program that the company is making Hope Happen Foundation, the program is Infant Toddler Success. Right. So, yes, yeah. I'm working with families that have little bitty kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I'm not sure. That's the thing, you know, is they, they keep saying we're going to have everybody vaccinated and yet like... You know, how, what what percentage of our population falls into the healthcare workers, 65 and older, education, emergency services, and agriculture, agriculture and food? You know, if you happen to be somebody, agriculture, if you're a farmer, you can get it right now in California, in, in Riverside, because you're working well, agriculture. you work at a supermarket. Yeah. Well, and food. But yeah, I mean, well, and frankly, yeah, I want the guy who's who's stacking my cabbages to not be you know, sharing anything. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's, if, if, if theoretically we've got, uh, you know, a ton of this stuff uh, of the vaccine available, we should be, we haven't seen this. I mean, literally the phase one, a phase one B people that are able to get this hasn't changed other than they, at, they bumped up from, from 75 down to 65. They did that, um, you know, like, two or three weeks ago. But other than that, it hasn't changed since they started doing vaccines. Yes. At least in California. And it's like, come on, guys. Let's yes. let us let some more people get it. You know? Are we are we yes. that short on doses that, that we can't let people get it? Is that still the problem? So you're lying to us about the availability of all these, uh, you know, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Well, they've been saying that for a month. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I have to say this. If Biden weren't the president, if Trump were still the president, you know this would be every night. Oh my God, we don't have enough. People are dying. Oh my God, it's Trump's fault. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, people would politicize it. You know? I got to say, it is a little bit of a relief that, you know, we're, you know, the things that are in the news are, uh, you know, Harry and Meghan. And, you know, we're not talking about something outlandish that the president said or did or you know some something that everybody's pulling their hair out and you know lighting their hair on fire because it's you know <laughs> you know it's just like it's so nice to not have that conversation right now to, to be on to something else even if it's you know something that is you know i mean it, it's interesting in the in the realm of their world but it doesn't affect me in any way shape or form yeah. um 
you know. <laughs> but it's nice to have something like that to talk about as a distraction a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, 100% agree. You know, it's like, oh, good. We can talk about something else for a minute instead of, you know, bad man or orange man bad, right? Orange man bad. <laughs> um, I, I, so. I, I hope that, I mean, wouldn't it be nice that... Um, if he wasn't orange? If, no, I'm, no. no. Well, yeah, that. But wouldn't like, it be nice if if the son of Princess Diana was able to... Ref, uh, was the catalyst for a reform of a system that killed his mother? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That, that he was able... Because before he married Meghan, he was, he was the more popular of the two princes. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and people loved that he kind of did his own thing, and he was yeah. Well, he know. was sort of the more wild of the two princes. You know, he was yes, the le- he least could. princely. Yeah, and and you know, if you look back a generation, that was the case then too. You know, the yes. spare once he's no longer the spare because the heir has an heir, then kind of is like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I can do what I want to do. Exactly. You know, um, and so. Um, uh, I, 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 maybe I'm, maybe it's naive of me to say, but maybe he has the power to be a catalyst for reforming yeah. how the royals are treat, treated and how they treat one another. Um, yeah, it certainly would be nice because, you know, you don't want to be the guy who ends up on a, on a rape island. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, they're, exactly. You're like, why isn't there more being made of that instead of him, instead of Harry marrying um, Meghan Markle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. talk about Prince Andrew. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, brain fart move. <laughs> There's a royal who we could all look at and go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and he and he is the queen's son. Good old Randy Andy. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying you look back a generation, and it's it's funny the parallels between the generations and the way that that they have reacted and been treated. It's it's sort of the same thing over again. And I'm guessing, you know, if I were older, I would say that you know prior to that there was you know a little bit of that 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 the queen, when she was younger, was more prim and proper, and her sister was probably treated differently and was also considered a little more wild. You know, I mean that was. And probably a generation before that. I mean, it's just, that's just, you know, that's how it is when you're under that kind of pressure and you're the one being groomed for the spot, you know, for being that person, you end up being a different person than the one who's like the spare who then suddenly gets off the hook as soon as you have a kid. And it's sort of, and then they're kind of like, phew, <laughs> you know, but they also grow up knowing that odds are they're not the one, right? right? I mean, it was the queen's dad was the shock, right? Nobody expected him to be king. You know, her, no, her, his, his brother is the one abdicated. that abdicated, you know, which is was unheard of. Nobody expected that. So he didn't expect that. He's the one who got thrown into it and was kind of like, oh, OK, guess I got to step up. And he did. And his yeah. daughter did in a big way. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know, she has certainly shaped the the sense of what it is to be and what we think of as a royal. Um you know, but again, we're all Americans looking at it from the outside and we just go, yeah, well, whatever. Right. You know, there's a lot of people who are very interested in what happens there and that's, you know, but it, it, 
again, doesn't affect our day-to-day, which is not a bad thing. No, it doesn't. It's it's still interesting, though. I, apparently, the, yeah. the the British press is just ripping them to shreds. Um, of course. They, the, it's what you would expect, right? So the Daily Express has called them, called the interview self-serving, um, uh, while the Sun predicted that Markle may never return to, to Britain after angering the royal family. Um, the Daily Mail predictably went into overkill mode, publishing no fewer than 13 stories about this this conversation on its website. One headline took a jab at their new life in America, back to basics at their $14.5 million mansion. Um, so apparently there's a, there's a, a it, the nickname has gone from Mexit to uh, Megxile, 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 that's what it is. Megxile. So they're not, Yes, instead of instead of, it's like exile, but right. Yes. So yeah, just leave them alone. Leave yes. them alone. Let them live their lives. You know. I mean, their suffer. It, their problems are generally first world problems, right? It's not like they're they're worried about you know shelter and food for their children. That's a different issue. But they're real problems. Doesn't mean that they're they're pretend. No, no. Oh, so Piers Morgan wrote um, that he found the interview appalling. Uh, that the couple was trying to quote destroy the monarchy. Salacious, scandalous, sanctimonious, spectacularly self-serving. Uh, those were just my initial thoughts after ten minutes of Oprah's of the Oprah Winathon with Meghan and Harry. <laughs> Well, tell us what you really think, Pierce. Right, right. Who's a professional uh, complainer, basically. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, I, I don't think irreparable harm has been been done. I mean, you know, they t- they talked about what how difficult it was, but the same kind of things that that Sarah Ferguson talked about, the same kind of things that Diana um, talked about. It's the it's the you know that this you know the crown. It's sa- the same what what Megan and Harry said that they went through, you know, after having watched the crown, which is a great show, it's completely plausible. That's exactly what they went through. Right. Nobody's going, Oh yeah, that didn't ha- happen. At least, you know, in, in the U S they're not. Cause it's, it, it, yeah, that sounds like how dysfunctional the family is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if, if they don't like us talking about it, cause it somehow, you know, tarnishes the, uh, the monarchy it's like well get over yourselves you know people have been talking about it and and you know his entire life and his and like like we've said multiple times his mother was basically hounded to death by people you know making their living off of talking about the royals so you know get over themselves you know if somebody's going to profit um by talking about the royals might as well be the royals right exactly Exactly, exactly, exactly. So Yeah. I think so that's we, probably a very American attitude though. But yeah, maybe. we're out of time. We're out of time. So um join us again tomorrow. We will be back right here on your podcast dial. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you.